Excited and I'm nervous and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> God help me. As soon as I walked up over here, man alive. Thank you, Pastor Ray, because you kind of, it's your fault. <laughs> you said you didn't come to preach, man, but God. Right, Alex? Man, Jesus help me. Yeah, Pastor, uh, Greg started. Uh, this thing, and I, I told Alex. Alex looked at me right when you started speaking, and I said, "It's just confirmation, Alex. It's just confirmation." And you guys will see what I'm talking about afterwards. So I'm really excited, and then I'm really nervous all at the same time. Um, I know that it's not me. I'm literally shaking up here <clears throat> because it's exactly what what he's talking about. Exactly what's got to happen, and um, so I'm just really excited. Um, just to be part of this, what God is doing, I'm really excited um, for you guys because um, because this is, I already got it this week, you know. He, when he gave it to me this week, Pastor talked about fasting. I've been fasting this week. And in the midst of, let me tell you something about fasting. When you're in the middle of a fast, don't be surprised if all of a sudden all hell breaks through. Everything was going lovely, Pastor Eli. Then all of a sudden, it's like somebody dropped a bomb in my house on Thursday. That was Valentine's, so the next day, in the morning, me and Mama, it was bad. And I was like, what? And then on Saturday morning, you know, when, when she left by herself, and I got back from my job, I'm like, oh man, she left. I thought she was going to be waiting for me. So I knew she was upset. And so I kind of wanted her to be upset too, y'all. And then I wanted her to be like, you know what? Screw this fast. I'm going to just go and I'm going to just eat and I'm going to just do whatever I want to eat. But the Lord said, slow down. Remember what, you, what, you're, what you're studying. Remember where you're at this week. Because this week I know where I've been at. And so as the Holy Spirit said, just sip it. Do the opposite of what you would normally do, right? You want to be angry. No, what you've been studying. you got to love. And so anyways, we've had a great weekend. It's been good. And um, and so don't be surprised when something happens in the middle of the fast. Let me say something real quick. Keep your train of thought. Yes, sir. You know, what you just witnessed right here is super transparency. Yeah. 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 That's, that's how we roll. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so uh, uh, stuff, bombs go off in your house, too. Right. <laughs> bombs go off in our house. Yeah. I'll be the first one to take you. I just want to say thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you for being transparent. Amen. That, that's the only way it works for me. Because I feel if I can be transparent with you guys, then you're like, what? That happens with you too? I learned that from Pastor Levi and his wife. My wife came across y'all's, uh, a picture of when y'all preached at the coat years back. And I was so excited. Like, oh, babe, this is a couple I was telling you about, man. That's my man, Pastor Levi. Boy, I love these folks. And she sat there with me, and then they went and preached their message. And he went on to say that at one point there was cops in his yard and with the lights and everything. And then he says, it ain't B.C. before Christ. And he goes on and says, and I was already a Christian. And she was like, what? And I'm like, what? Pastor, so it's like, that really happens to people? He's a preacher. That happened to you? You know? And so, yes. And so that really helps me. Like, it's genuine and it's real. 
Listen, I've been around church for a long time, and I've been around people that fake church. Fake smile. I don't need that. That's not going to get me saved. That's not going to get me to another level spiritually. I need you to be real with me and tell me the struggles. Yeah? When I was teaching my daughter how to ride a bike, I said, baby girl, I'm going to teach you how to fall first. That's what we got to do as Christians. If I'm going to teach you how to, if I'm going to teach you how to be, a, how to walk successfully, brother. If I'm going to teach you how to walk successfully, how to overcome some things, I'm going to talk to you about my faults. Listen, I'm going to tell you that this is going to happen, but I'm going to tell you, you're going to probably fall. You're going to slip up and bust your knee up a little bit, but you're going to get up and you're going to keep on going through it. Man, man, I messed up, Ben. That's all right, but you're up already. Come on, let's keep going. Yeah, yeah. And then we're going to talk about that. We're going to get through it. I'm not going to tell you once you get saved. Oh, man, what you do? You messed up again? You're going to hell. Can't do that. Can't do that. That's not real. Amen. 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 All right. Well, let's, let me pray real quick. All right. Lord, I thank you, God. And I pray this morning that I may decrease so that you may increase. Hallelujah. Because the Spirit of God is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed and commissioned me to bring the good news to the humble and the afflicted. He has sent me this morning to bind up the wounds of the brokenhearted, to proclaim release from confinement and condemnation to physical and spiritual captives and set the prisoners free. Yes. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. I'm going to let y'all know right now. But be pay attention. Um, if you have your Bibles, bring them out. If you have something to write with in your phone or whatever, write it, write it. Please take the notes because I'm just going to go through this because of the time. And um, and I might step on some toes and some of you might get a little bit mad at me. But keep listening. Don't get up and leave because at the end of it, it'll be good. It'll be good for you. Why do you say that, Ben? Because um, the Bible in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, I'm going to tell you what the Bible says, right? So it says here, even though if I cause you sorrow this morning by my letter, do not regret it. Though I did regret it, I see that my letter hurt you, meaning my words. It says, but only for a little while, yet now I'm happy. Not because you were made sorry, but because your sorrow led you to repentance. For you became sorrowful as God intended it. And so we're not harmed in any way by us. Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret. But worldly sorrow brings death. See, what is this godly sorrow that has produced in you? What earnestness, what eagerness to clear yourselves, what indignation, what alarm, what longing, what concern, what readiness to see justice done at every point. You have proved yourself to be innocent in this manner. So even though I wrote to you, it was not on the account of one who did the wrong or the injured party, but rather that before God you could see yourselves how devoted to us you are. And that you may be encouraged. Godly sorrow. That's good stuff. That's true repentance. Amen. So this morning I'm going to leave you with a key. To every relationship. A key to every relationship. A key to have a successful relationship. And that key is love. This is the month of Valentine's. This is the month of February. And so this is what we've been speaking on. And so I thought about just getting on up here and tell you about how me and my wife had a met and beautiful marriage. And, you know, talk about the good stuff. The love, right? But nah, that's not what the Lord wanted me to do. The Lord said, bring it back to the basics like he was talking about. Talk about love. 
And so this is going to help. Singles, if you're in the house, it's going to help. Married couples, it's going to help. This is for everybody. Married or not. So it's going to be good. Amen? Amen. So love. Love is a hard thing to do at times. Yeah? Will anybody else agree with me? Is love hard? It's, it's hard, ain't it, Russell? It's hard, man. Yeah, some of y'all know it's hard. I told my wife earlier this uh, this past week, I said, Babe, we are on a journey of learning how to love. It's like we're born, right? And we're born, it's like automatically in us. Just like sin's automatically in us when we're born. We're born and then we're babies and, you know, uh, it's just it's just in there. You know, the love's just there. And then at some point um, in life and as we grow up a little bit, it could be at a very young age, you know. Um, I remember for me, it was like around eight years old when I first had something strip that love for me, right? I had somebody do something to me that shouldn't be done to an eight-year-old boy. And that stripped that love that I had. And so all of a sudden, I, I developed something. I developed some anger, some offense. And I'm a little dude. I'm eight years old, right? But then at nine and 10 and 11, and as I grew up, and then it just kind of started to manifest outwardly. And, and then it takes me into some areas. But the love was already there, though. So something had just happened to me, though, that, that caused me to kind of suppress, so to speak, push that love down. But it's in us. It's already in us, right? And love is in us. And so uh, most might think that we, get, that we got it down. Like, oh, I got that down. I got love. I, lo- I love my wife. Me, I love me some coffee. I got that right. I love, love, love some coffee. And I love pizza and burgers. I got to stay away from them, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, so some of us might think that we got love down, but I think that we still have a lot to learn about love and how to love, how to give that love. Amen. Uh, love is the only thing that will never end. I believe that love will never end. And I was thinking about this in First Corinthians thirteen thirteen. It says, three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest is love. And I started thinking about those three words right there. So faith is going to take me. To wherever faith is going to take me. My faith has taken me, whoo, man, to where I'm at right now, I'm tripping out on where my faith has taken me. My faith in the Lord. Everybody has faith individually. And so it's, it's your faith that's going to take you to, to levels that you can, the Bible talks about, you know, no man can see, no man can think what God has to, well, that means that your faith is going to take you to those things. If you really just put it all in God's hands, your faith will carry you to levels, whoo, that you cannot even... Begin that matches. Heck, I'm right here where I'm at two years ago. I didn't see this. But my faith in the Word of God, listening to the Word of God, my faith alone has taken me and my family to where we're at now. And I'm like, shoot, if I've done that right there, just putting my faith in God, well, I'm going to keep on stepping out and putting my faith in God and continue to see where He's going to lead me. Amen. I don't know where He's going to lead me. Hope. So faith is for me. So when I die, that was Ben's faith. Ben's faith died. Right? My faith. My wife and Alex, Elizabeth and Bianca, they're going to have their own. But my faith alone, it's gone. Like when I die, I'm, it's done. It, it went with me. Okay. Hope. My hope. Well, I have a daughter who's wayward. So, so my hope is, again, how we, we were talking this morning, I pray for that daughter. Like, like what you read saying. I pray for her. I declare whatever. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what I hear. Sometimes, whoo, man, Lord Jesus, this is hard. But I just got to speak what I, what I see in my head. I got I to gotta declare what I want to see. The things I hope for. That's what faith is. Faith, right? It's what's hoped for. So that's my hope. My hope. I'm either going to be hopeful or I'm going to be hopeless. But it's my hope. It's me. 
Alright? And so then, if I die in my hope, that's me. It's going to go with me. But love, when I, when I die, it doesn't, it doesn't die. It continues. My father passed away three or four years ago. Man, but his love still carries on. My memories of him because of the love. My kids, my, my, my daughter, my kids, my, my, uh, my nieces, my nephews. I see my dad everywhere. My dad didn't, he, he, he physically he passed away. And maybe his faith and his hope, but the love didn't. The love continues, and it's God's love. Jesus might have died on the cross and resurrected, and we don't see him in the flesh, but his love, God's love, reached us all the way up until this very morning this morning. Because that's what he's speaking to you. That's God's love. It will never, ever, ever, love will never die. That, that, that feeling, that emotion, that's love, that's tangible, it's real, and it will never die. Alright, so I'm going to read all of chapter 13. Um, and 13, to see what, what the Bible says about love. Amen? The, some folks call it the, the chapter of love. The love chapter. Alright. So it says here, in verse uh, 13, it says here. Now I will show you the most excellent way. If I speak in tongues of men and angels, but I have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and I have a faith that can move mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing. That's pretty strong right there. Imagine that. Right? You hear a prophet get up behind this pulpit and prophesy and speak, and you're like, man, he read everybody's mail in the room. He was on point. But if he had no love, the Bible says he's nothing. We might look at him as a man of God, but the Bible says that he's nothing. Right? We'll thank the Lord for the word that came to us, and we'll receive the word, and we'll do something with that word. But that brother needs to learn about some love. Amen? If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part that we prophesy in part. But we, but when perfection comes, the imperfection disappears. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned as a child. When I became a man, I put childish ways behind me. Now we see but a poor reflection as in the mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I am in part then. I shall know fully even as I am fully known. And now these three things remain. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest is love. Alright. So hearing all this that it just explained about love. I would say that we miss it. Anybody agree? I would say that we miss it. Listen. Love is patient. Love is kind. Man, I, I'm guilty. I ain't been patient, and I ain't been kind. And some of y'all know that I ain't been kind. I'm sorry. 
But I've gone and apologized, right? Yeah. If I've hurt your feelings, haven't I apologized yeah. to you? And if I haven't, see me afterwards, we're going to make it right. Don't you walk around in here with any anger in your heart towards me. I promise you're going to get it right because I love you. Amen. Amen. So if we look at this, right? Man, we, we missed the mark. After, after this week, I told my wife and Alex this morning, my son, I said, you know what? Anytime anybody asks me ever again what the will of God is. Man, I just want to know what the will of God is, man. Just don't know what he wants me to do. He wants me to preach. He wants me to teach. I mean, I love music. Should I join the worship team? Is there room on the worship team? Do they need some musicians? Yeah. <laughs> Anytime somebody asks me, I know what the will of God. As a matter of fact, right now, I know what the will of God for everybody in this room. Come on, come on. And you know what that is? To love. That's it, man. That's it. All the other stuff will come and it's good. However, I believe that love is a prerequisite and we must have it. The heck am I doing up here preaching and teaching and prophesying? Because the Bible says, man, you're making a bunch of noise. I could be the baddest singer up on the worship team, but it's this. You are a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If you got no love. If you prophesy but you got no love, you're nothing. That's what the Bible says. So I can have all this. So then what tells me this, all right, Lord, before I can prophesy, before I can teach, before I can sing, before I can play an instrument, then I got to have something. I got to learn how to love. I got to really have that first. Right? So I feel like it's a prerequisite for us. So what's the will of God for our lives? The will of God for our lives is to love. So where do we miss it at? Where do we miss it at? Let's look at John 13. And we're going to learn a little bit this morning. John, John 13. This has been a good week. Man, it's been a great week. Learning this stuff. Because just when I think I got it all down, I'm bad. I got this. Man, I just, a couple of times I push this thing away and I'm like, Lord, no. Because I was struggling in some areas and I had no idea they were struggling. Because it's hard, y'all, to love, man. Listen, I'm in a blended family, y'all. That's hard. It ain't easy. Blended families, it ain't easy. You know? It ain't easy, y'all. It's hard. So, let's see what Jesus says. And I'm going to read in John 13 from verse 21 through 35. So, this is the, uh, the Passover. This is the Last Supper, what they call... Jesus is with his disciples, and he has a little powwow with them. They talk, and they're just hanging out, right? They're just hanging out right here. And um, it says here, um, I'm going to start in verse 21. So he was talking to them, and it says here, After he had said this, Jesus was troubled in his spirit and testified, I tell you the truth, one of you is going to betray me tonight. His disciples started, his disciples stared at one another at a loss to know which of them he meant. One of them being Peter. No, no, no. One of them was uh, who was John. It says here, it doesn't say it by name because this is the book of John. But it says here, one of them, the disciple whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. Peter mentioned, uh, motioned to his disciple and said, hey, ask him who it is. John, what is he talking about? Right? So leaning back against Jesus, he said, Lord, who is it? 
And Jesus said, It is the one whom I will give this piece of bread when I have dipped it in the, in the dish. Then dipping the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, son of Simon. As soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered into him. What you are about to do, do it quickly, Jesus says. But no one at the, at the meal understood why Jesus had said this to him. Since Judas was in charge of the money, some thought that, Je- that, Judas, that Jesus was telling him to go and buy whatever was needed for the feast. Or to give something to the poor. As soon as Judas has, had taken the bread, he left and it went night. When he was gone, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. It is glorified, God is glorified in him. God will glorify the Son of himself and will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I am going, you cannot come. A new command I give you, love one another, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. But by this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. The title of my sermon this morning is A New Command, Love. And that was it right there. So, Jesus speaks to them and gives them this new command as soon as he got betrayed. Ain't that something? As soon as he gets betrayed, I don't know what the disciples were thinking, but as soon as he gets betrayed, he gives this new command to love. So that's in Jesus' world. So I'm going to give you guys an illustration real quick. Guys, if you want to come on up real quick, wherever I talk to you, come on up here, Gibson. Lenny, Pastor Eli. Go on and play that little music. So this is a scene in today's world. We're just hanging out. These guys here, they're my homies. We, I, we, I love these guys. We all have been rolling together. We've been through a lot of things together. We're all really, really, really tight. Amen? So this has never been... This is just like... Holy Ghost is going to have to take over this. Because this is the first time we do this. We have never even practiced this. All right? Squatting that stuff, boy. Strong. Boy, oh boy. Brian, I love you, man. Man, I love you. Man, I love you. Good dude. I'm glad you could be here, bro. All right? Glad you guys could be here. This is man. 
Somebody's going to pray me tonight. All right. Don't do what you're going to do, Ryan. Go on, do what you're going to do, man. I know y'all want to get him. I see you, Lenny. I know, no, there. I know it. I know it. I know what you want to do. I know what everybody wants to do. But listen, this just had to go down that way. It had to go down, right? Because I'm about to blow up. I know it sounds crazy, but I'm gonna need a favor from all of y'all. I need y'all to give me your word, okay? All right. If you see him in the street, Alex, Lenny, please, bro. All right? Just let him make it. I need you to love that dude. Come on, bro. <laughs> give me your word, man. <laughs> I need you to love him. Y'all don't worry about what goes on with me. I need y'all to love him. Eli, you understand what I'm saying? <sighs> I just need y'all to love him, man. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> so I had all the power in my hand to take this guy out. If I wanted to, anybody ever been hurting here? But what about when you know that somebody's going to hurt you? I knew what he was about to go do. I knew he was going to go sell me out. So the gun represents power. I had the power in my hand to take this dude out. I had all my boys with me. Who's going to know? We take him out and somebody can get rid of the body. I had all the power to take him out. Power in my hand. I felt the anger. I felt the pain. I felt the rejection. But I had to let him make it. And then I had to tell my boys, hey man, listen, this is what y'all need to do. Ain't that something? That's what Jesus did. Yeah. Oh man, that's what Jesus did. Jesus knew he was about to get rejected. He was about to get turned in. Judas, I mean, he, he loved him. But he knew. And in spite of that right there, in the midst of all that right there, The pain that he felt, the hurt. He turns around and tells his disciple, I'm going to give you one more commandment. Love your brothers. What? Jesus, hold on, what? And that's exactly what he did. He says to love your brother. And I think this right here, church, I think this is where we miss it at. See, it's easy to love when, you, when, you, when you're cool with somebody. But what about when somebody's going to do you wrong like that? What about when somebody does you wrong? It's not easy to love like that then. But the Bible says that we got to love like that. That's what Jesus is teaching me to do. 
that I'm supposed to love like that. Hurt, rejection. And yet he told us to love. It's easy for me to love somebody if they're doing good to me and then when they turn their back on me, if, 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 if they've offended me, if they've hurt me, then I talk behind their backs. So basically killing them with my words, I'm committing murder. Matthew 5.21, it says, You have heard it, you have heard that it is said uh, to people long ago, do not murder, and anyone who murders it will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with his brother will be subject to murder. So what Jesus was teaching us right here is even if somebody offends you, even if somebody hurts you, love that brother. See, that's it right there. That's, that's the problem right there. We get easily offended, or maybe not easily, but we get offended. We get hurt. Pastor Levi talked on, on, um, on something a while back, and, and, and this is it. It says, what causes offense? Pastor Levi said, unmet expectations is what causes offense. Anger in my heart will lead to offense. So if somebody hurts me, ooh, I'm mad at them. Man, I can't believe they treated me like that. I can't believe he did that to me. She did that to me. I can't believe they acted like that with me. I can't believe he said that to me. And there it is. I can't believe because we have a high expectation of, of Pastor Ben, for example. I'll throw myself out there. Because I'm Pastor Ben. Because I'm supposed to be one of the leaders. But then what happens if I come around the corner and in the heat of stuff and ministry and busyness, and then I might say something, boom, very brute to you and, and hurt you. And then if you're angry with me, then you're going to carry the offense. I'm going to keep move on because I'm busy and I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And you're going to be angry at me. And if I don't know about it, you're carrying that offense that I did towards you because you're angry at me. But I don't know about it. A couple years ago, I, that happened. True story, right here in this church. I said something to somebody, my dear sister, and I love her very much. And she knows I do. And she was hurt at me because of something that I said. It just happened to be in the middle of, we were working on a ministry, and, and I just happened to say something, and just like that, just kind of passing by, boom, just like that real quick. And then a few weeks later, I found out, I'm like, dang, man, I felt bad, y'all. Like, I, I got the news and I cried. I was like, dang, man, dang, dang. No wonder, man, no wonder she's been. So guess what? I had to make it right. I went and talked to her and said, hey, man, come here. And we loved, and I loved on her and we apologized. And life, life is good. We keep moving along. And I love her and she loves me. Amen. And everything is good. You know? And so it's easy to hate somebody. And it's easy to carry that offense with unmet expectation. What does that look like? It looks like a hurt person jumping from one relationship to another relationship to another relationship. All right. These are our pastors, amen? Listen, y'all. Some, some of you, one of you might have gotten hurt in your past church. Maybe with a past pastor. Maybe with a past man. Maybe with a past woman. But that means they hurt you. 
And so what happens is we get hurt over here at this church by the pastor and the pastor's wife, and then we come over here and we don't respect them or give them the respect that they deserve while they're loving on us because we got hurt back there. That ain't got nothing to do with them. So what is it? That's the offense that I'm carrying in my heart. I'm hurt because of these people over here. They have nothing to do with it. And so then, watch what's going to happen. The very first time that I feel hurt or offended again by them, there's another one. Peace. I'm out of here. Hey, how y'all doing? Brother Ben, this is my wife, Amanda. Hey, how you doing, sister? Well, we're just here, you know, just, uh, just kind of find a new church. And so I heard about y'all's church is great church. Yeah. And I come in all innocent, they're just loving. I'm like, oh, that's they have no idea this broken boy coming in. This broken man, her, carrying anger, carrying offense at the past two. And the first time that this happens, guess what's going to happen? And I'm going to continue to find another church. Until I stop and allow the Holy Spirit to heal me. Amen. In a relationship, I could be in a relationship with somebody. She hurt me. Right? So guess what's going to happen? Get you out of my life. Move on to the next one, right? Him or her. He treated me like this. She treated me like that. Come over here. Ooh, man, you're so hot. You're so fly. You're so handsome. You're so beautiful. Everything is looking good. The vibe, the chemistry, yeah. And then the first time you get offended or hurt or fight or something, guess what's going to happen? Boom. I don't need you. I don't need this. I'm better single. No, you're not better single. The problem is that you're, you're broken and you're hurt and you haven't allowed the Holy Spirit to heal you. That's the problem. So single folks that are really excited or looking forward to being married one day, listen. Whatever it is that you've dealt with in the past, if somebody has hurt you in the past, I'm sorry. But the Lord is here this morning and He wants to heal your broken heart. Because He wants you to have a successful marriage in the future. I promise you. I had to get healed from my past relationships. Ooh, Jesus. My wife had to get healed from her past relationships. I'm speaking to somebody today. Because the Lord wants us to be free from that. Amen? He wants us to walk free. He wants us to be able to love somebody. For real, love somebody. That means that, man, I love you so much, even when you mess up, I love you. He wants us to be able to love somebody healthy. That even when they mess up, I'm not going to throw. We're not going to throw the towel in on this thing. I remember the first time uh, me and my wife got into a fight. Man, I couldn't believe why she actually telling me to leave for. Just leave, just leave, just leave. Man, we fought all the way back home from a party. We had been together for about a month and a half or something like that. And I'm like, God, dog, I don't understand why she's so mad. Why she keep telling me to leave? And so, um, yeah, I had, we had been together for a little bit. And then, um. When we got to the house, uh, uh, she was in, in, in the room, and I was just kind of sitting there, you know, um, in the, on, the, on, on a chair. And she's just there talking and continuing to just, and then she says this. Go ahead and leave like everybody else in my life has. And right there and then I heard that broken heart speak to me. Fathers that have let her down, her real daddy that has let her down, stepdaddy that let her down, first husband that let her down, second husband that let her down. So here I am. So why should she expect anything different from this man? 
She got about five, six, seven other dudes that let her down. Why should she expect anything different from me? I'm not talking about men in her life like husbands, but fathers, even father figures. So she's thinking, man, you're just like everybody else. So when I heard that, I got up. I said, listen, I'm done with this argument. I'm done with this. I know what's wrong. And I walked out. And I said, I'm done. I'm not arguing with you no more. Because I knew what I was listening to was her broken heart. It had nothing really to do with me. And so that's what we get sometimes. Man, why is she always mad? Why is she? Why does she cut? Come on, can we be real here? Why is she cussing at me when we get mad? There's something in there. Why in the world does he act like this every time we get mad? He acts like, what is he, what, he leaves, he storms out, he goes to doing this, he goes to doing that. Why is he acting like this? It ain't your fault. There's an issue there that he hasn't dealt with and the Lord wants to heal him. The Lord wants to heal all of us. He wants us to be free. Be free to love. Because that's what he did to us. He freely gave himself to us. 100%. Free will. I think about our relationship with God, with Jesus as a relationship with a, uh, like it, it wasn't a, what do you call it? When, when they get somebody and they say, okay, uh, my daughter, you're going to marry his son. Arranged, yeah. It's not an arranged marriage. You know, it's free will. Baby girl, you can, do you love this guy? Or, you know, let them meet, let them have a relationship and then let them fall in love and get married if they want to. If that's how they feel led to do. We, we don't have a, 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 a prearranged relationship with Jesus. We freely came to Him because He freely loved us. Amen? Amen? Forgiveness is simply this. Forgiveness is this. I'm not going to let your behavior change my destiny. We have to forgive. We have to forgive. That's the key right there. Well, how do I love that's the key right there. Telling you, Pastor Brother Greg, you, you said it. You talked about all this. You talked about love. You talked about forgiveness. And I believe this is what the Lord is, is, wants to do this morning. We have to forgive. But you don't understand. Yes, I do understand. Listen, when I was eight years old, some of y'all know my story, some of y'all don't. But when I was eight years old, I was molested from eight, nine, ten, I think, three or four years. But it started when I was a kid by another male who was a family member. And I, I guess because of that, it kind of took me into some, uh, it, it just stripped me from my innocence. Yeah, and, and it took me into some dark places in my life. I remember when I was in my mid-twenties, I remember sitting outside in my, in my Honda Accord, jamming some Tupac, drinking my 40 ounce. And I don't know why I was thinking about this guy, of what he did to me. And then the more I just cranked it up, and then I drank it, and I'm like, oh, man, we're going to put a bullet in his tail. can do it today now, because I'm grown. I'm a big dude now. He won't touch me. I'm not that eight-year-old boy no more. Try to, try to do this now, see what happens. I'll put you in the ground, bro. Why? Because I had all that rage and anger inside of me. The offense that he did. I was carrying the sin that he did against me. I was carrying that offense. And so it wasn't until further down the road, man, I think like 10 years later, I get saved, right? And I'm in 2009, I'm over in 
Mexico and the preacher man is preaching and he says, we well, got to forgive somebody, kind of like what's going on today. The Lord wants to heal somebody. You have to forgive. And I'll say, oh, yes, Lord. And I'm preaching and I'm worshiping because I'm just trying to drown out what the Holy Spirit is telling me to do and I didn't want to do it. And then I fell down on my knees. I never forget it. And it was loud. We had worship music going on and all that. So nobody can hear me. It was just me and the Lord. And it was the Holy Spirit working in me. And I got on my knees. And I said, okay, okay, Lord, I forgive him. I forgive him. And he said, who? And I said, you know who. He goes, I need you to say it. And so I shouted it. I forgive. And I said his name. For doing what he did to me when I was a kid. And then I just kept going from there. And I forgive. What's his name? And I said that guy's name. Because he, you know, he, he, he slept with my wife. You know. My ex, back in the day, had a real good friend that did me wrong like that too. And I forgive her for what she did. And, and then I forgive this person. And it just kept on like word vomit. And I was free and I was delivered that day. Hallelujah. Forgiveness will set you free. Forgiveness will set you free. Brothers and sisters, I know that some of us have been through some stuff. I can feel it in my spirit. It's heavy. But forgiveness will set you free. We got to get back to the basics. And that's it. What's the basics? It's love. I'm going to go on and close, Alex. Just put me a little bit of soft music there, bro. I'm going to close with this one scripture. I talked to Lenny um, a lot. I've talked to Lenny quite a bit about this one the principle of release, something I learned a few years ago. And. Uh, Man, Danny, I never looked at it until I looked at it here recently. And so this is in the book of uh, John chapter 20. So, so I've been teaching this to, to a few men, walking them through some, through some anger and through some hurt and through some offense that they've carried. But I never realized when Jesus tells his, his folks this until... Last night, actually, when I was putting this thing up, I'm like, whoa, Lord. Because when I've been teaching about this, I've been talking only about this scripture. But then I kind of got back and looked at the whole, because, you know, we've been talking from all the way from John chapter 13, when Judas sells him out, right? So then, after that, Jesus goes on and does some other things right there in ministry. He talks and talks and talks to his disciples and does some other things. And then, eventually, the folks that Judas ran to go tell come and they get Jesus. And then they take Jesus. And then y'all know the story. He, he, gets, he gets done really bad, right? He gets crucified. He goes to the cross and he dies. This here, what I'm about to teach you guys. Jesus does this, Lenny, the first time that he reappears in his Watch this. So Jesus, verse 20, Jesus appears to his disciples. So this is the first time he appears to them after his death. On the evening of that first day of the week when his disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them. And he says to them, peace be with you. After 
he said this, he showed them his hands. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw that it was the Lord. So it's like, in case you don't know who I am, it's me, y'all. And then again, he says, and this is it right here, y'all. You ready, Taylor? He says, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them. Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive their sins, they are retained. Listen, when I saw this four years ago, I'm like, hold up, Jesus. I'm going to put myself in that room. I'm sitting there. I'm one of the disciples. And I'm listening to you speak to me. What? If I forgive their sins? You're Jesus. You're the Savior of the world. You forgive them, not me. And who the heck retains, retains their sins? Taylor, you understand what that says? It says if you forgive somebody, they're forgiven. If you don't, you forgive. You retain their sins. In other words, if you're angry at somebody, if they've offended you, you're carrying their offense. Oh, hold up, Brother Ben. That sounds, whoo, no, sir. Yeah. Again, I'm going to go on and put myself there just because you might not want to deal with it. But watch this. True. The guy that did what he did to me. Y'all ain't going to want to hear this. If he would have gone and got saved. It's hard, right, right? If he would have gone and got saved, y'all. He would have been good with God. However... The offended one, the victim. I was walking around carrying this anger and this offense because he hurt me. But if he would have got saved, he would have been good with God. I know that don't, that ain't, doesn't sound like anything that anybody wants to hear. But man, that's just the God that we serve. The Bible says that he's slow to anger and he's quick to forgive. And he's drawing us all back to him through his love. He loves him. Unfortunately, whatever he was exposed to, whatever warped his thinking in his mind and caused him to do what he did. But if he got before the Lord and said, man, Lord, please forgive me for all my sins. Wash me and cleanse me. There with the Holy Ghost. Guess what? That would have been a born again dude over there. While I'm walking around carrying his offense, y'all. Me. I retain the sin that he did against me. So this is it. This is the principle of release. When you forgive... You release. But when you don't forgive, you retain. And so this evening, I feel this morning, I feel like that's what the Lord wants to do this morning. Ashley, can you put that on the screen for me? What does Valentine look for us? Look look to us. What does it look like? What does February, the month of love, look like? It looks like right there. For 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, so that whoever believes in him shall have everlasting life. Happy Valentine's Day. That's what it looks like. Right there. And so I believe that this morning, the Lord here is ready. If you're ready to receive it. Because he's not going to force you. But if you're ready, he's ready to do some healing. Man, I'm shaking. If you're ready, he's ready to heal you. If you're ready to get on a love journey. Get on this love boat with Jesus. He's ready. I always, lately I've been trying to do exactly how I see it. So when I was, when I was preparing for this, I saw the skit that we did. I wasn't going to do it, but I seen it in my head. And I just needed one key player and he showed up. Thank you, Ryan. And, um, and then so I thought about an altar call, but that's not what I saw either. So what I have here is just a simple prayer. It's the prayer to release and not retain. So if anybody here, if this is ministering to you guys, and we're all family here, and if you're ready, so you know what, Ben, I, I feel it, man, and, and you know somebody that hurt you or something or a situation, whatever that might be. It might be a divorce, it might be a loved one, whatever the, whatever the case is, it's, it's between you and the Lord. But if the Lord is speaking to you this morning, and you'd like to... Let's all stand on our feet while we close. But if, but if you know that there's some hurt, and if you know that there's some offense in your heart, and you say, you know what, man? This person or this situation or whatever, whatever, whatever. And you want to get free this morning. I'm going to, re- I'm going to pray this prayer out loud. And if you're ready, you can, you can repeat this prayer too. But at some point... The prayer says, I forgive blank for their sin against me. You got to put that in there. I can't do it for you. You'll have to do that for you, for yourself. And then if you need a little bit more time, I got, I got copies. So, so you can come talk to me afterwards and I'll give you one. And then you go home or just whenever you want to be alone with the Lord and you do that. I'm not going to force you. He's not going to force you. Because it's between you and God. But I guarantee one thing that's 100%. Listen, y'all. I knew that Brother Greg was here because Russell told me that he was coming from California. But I haven't spoken to him. I haven't even seen him till today. Right? And so when he got up and he started speaking, y'all can see the connection, Right? Y'all heard what he was saying earlier. So you got to know, man, this ain't what in the world. He was just saying that. Now you're talking about the, you got to know that that's God. All the Lord did was confirm what I was bringing up to the man of God. And so you got to know that that's exactly what the Holy Spirit wants to do today. But it's up to you. Know that it's God. Don't look at me. Just listen to the words. And know that it's Him. And know that He wants to heal you today. If you're ready to get healed. So every eye closed, every head bowed. I'm going to pray this prayer. And if you're ready to get uh, healed, then you go ahead on and...